podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and joining me today is Ali Pearson. How's it going mate? Not too bad yourselves. Yeah, not bad mate. Uh, it's going to be a wee bit later today, it's all Ali's fault but he'll explain that later on. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Law, how's it going mate? I'm very well, thanks mate. How are you? Yeah, good mate, good. Um Rangers are back, so yeah, I'm absolutely delighted, mate. So um, the new seasons, well, pre-seasons kicked off, really. But yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing to to see Rangers again. Um, we'll touch on that later on, um, of course. But obviously, we're here to round up some Rangers news. And um, at the end, we are obviously just going to touch on the Euros. Um, would of us not to. Uh, but just before we do, there's just two things I wanted just to get into just before we start the Rangers stuff. Um, first off, it's just a bit of a thank you to everyone that listens and supports the podcast, our subscribers and our views and our listens and everything's um, it's going up and up and up and it's very humbling. Um, it also makes us very proud and makes us want to do more. Uh, your support is generally incredible and from all of us here, um, we thank you all for supporting us. Um, once we get back to the stadiums, we've got a few plans on how we're going to adapt the podcast once we get back um, to bring you the best quality podcast that we can. Uh, so please stick around, please tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, but again, thank you so much for the incredible support for our pod. Uh, and second of all, it's just a pointer to the Bars for Bears family fun day this Saturday. There's a match between Bars for Bears and Nightingale FC, uh, which will include ex-Rangers players. So it's 10th of July, um, 2pm kickoff, and it's the new Tinto Park, which is near Ibrox. So still tickets available. So click on the link in the description for this show, and we will see you there. Now, lads, let's get into Rangers news. And of course, there is only one place to start, and that is Rangers have announced that we will be taking on Real Madrid in a pre-season friendly on Sunday, the 25th of July. This also uh, follows the, the announcement of a game that's going to be taking place on the 24th of July, which is against Brighton at Ibrox. So obviously means there's going to be two teams. But an article on the club website said, Rangers Football Club 150 years has seen country, countless memories created, not only with regular record-breaking success at home, but also in continental competition where the club have enjoyed so many phenomenal nights. It has been... It has seen the club become a name which resonates right around the continent with football supporters of all generations. And this coming year, of course, it will see the Light Blues become the first major European club to reach a milestone of 150 years. It seems rather fitting, therefore, the club can today confirm another of Europe's major clubs as the opposition for the final pre-season fixture for Steven Gerrard's side. 13-time champions of Europe, Real Madrid, led by Carlo Ancelotti, will visit Ibrox on Saturday the 25th. Uh, of July as a final test ahead of the competitive action which will begin six, di- six days later on Saturday the 31st of July. The club also announced there's a special July match pass granting access to the five games for 29.95, and it will cover the Tranmere, Arsenal, Blackpool, Brighton and Real Madrid matches. So Ali, first off, um, this is very, very impressive um, from the club and very, very exciting. Yeah, I was talking to to Paul at my work today, and he was asking me Rangers fixtures before they they kick off the season. And I was I was telling him, and I says we end in Brighton, and I literally sat down, and five minutes later, my phone pinged with an email, and I looked at it. I had to look at it twice. I went Real Madrid, and then I looked at the date and went, 
the next day after the Brighton game, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and um, oh, what, what a glamour tie. I mean, Real Madrid, they kept that quiet, Rangers, because there was no sniff of that at all, I don't think, anywhere. But uh, it's, it's some game. I mean, if I can get any iBooks for that, for please let me in. Six o'clock, it's a Sunday. I'll probably take the Monday off of work if I can. <laughs> um, I don't know how they'll do it in terms of that we play... We've got the Shane Duffy testimonial, obviously, the, the day before. So I don't know. I don't know how they'll juggle it. Whether they'll give the players, they'll split them into two teams and give them forty-five minutes each game or something. Maybe I don't know. But it's um, oh, absolutely buzzing for that. And what a game to to end the pre-season before we go and defend our um, defend the title. That's incredible. I couldn't believe it as well, mate. I double-checked as well. I was like, no way. Immediately checked Twitter as well. I was like, this is a bomb-up. There's no way this is this is true. This is a massive tie. I mean, this is only the second time I think Rangers have ever played Real Madrid, and it's absolutely huge. I'm going to presume that um, this was a kind of last-minute thing to be confirmed, and Brighton was, come, Brighton was confirmed before it, because I don't know why they would do the two days together. Um, Brighton are probably a wee bit annoyed, because I'd imagine they're going to play a... A weakened side, I'll say. It won't be the full Rangers, as you would expect. I think Stephen Gerrard will keep his kind of first team for um, Sunday. But, I mean, oh, it's tremendous. I, I, I really do hope that we're allowed in. Um, I know it won't be a full stadium because it's never going to work like that. But I hope I get a ticket for that. I don't know how they'll work it. I really don't. But, oh, that's just absolutely tremendous. I, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of the club to be able to get us over the line. Jamie, y- your thoughts on uh, Los Blancos coming to... Um, Ibrooks, mate. I was excited watching us against Patrick Thistle the other night. Never mind Real <laughs> Madrid. Um, I actually was looking through their squad list today and just some of the names that we've got in that squad. Um, so it's going to be incredible. I know. I know they'll. They, their league starts. I think it's two weeks after ours. Um, I think they're middle of August. So I guess much like. Um, when we played against Partick Thistle, they are probably a couple of weeks before us, so it will still be still obviously be an incredible test. Um, I cannot come up against that that quality of player. The idea of being able to get an Ibrox and, and see that game it would be would be amazing. Oh, it's just incredible. Um, as I say, I, I know they are doing a um, pre-season training camp in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, we weird they're doing it in that St Andrews, the one that Dundee United wouldn't let us use. Uh, so the Real Madrid are using it, uh, but yeah, I'd imagine that's again. I think it just this is this is a Steven Gerrard effect as well. This is this is the big name. This is the manager that we've got that we will be able to attract a club like this to come and play a friendly with us. And I know it's only a friends friendly. I'm not getting carried away, but this is huge. I mean, this is arguably the second biggest club in the world. Do you know what I mean? Coming to coming to play at Ibrooks and yeah I, I'm absolutely made up um, that the club have announced that I just couldn't believe it when I seen it I was like Real Madrid I was like no way can't stop talking about it and as soon as the missus came in from work I was like Rangers are playing Real Madrid she's like oh, I've seen it all over Facebook and Twitter but I think it's incredible I, I really do and it's just kudos to the, the club for, for doing this and I cannot wait to see it honestly I can't yeah as I say it won't be 
full competitive match, obviously, but yeah, still a, a massive thing to look forward to. And what a way, as you said, Ali, to, to kick us on, uh, kick us off for basically the, the start of the, the season. I'm absolutely delighted about it. Only thing is, is that obviously we've all seen on Twitter as well that Sergio Ramos has uh, papped himself and decided that he'll leave as soon as he can because he doesn't want to go up against Morelos. That's what everybody seems to be saying anyway. <laughs> uh, what, I'm not taking credit for that, but... Yeah, as I say, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, bring it on, and can I have a ticket, please? <laughs> please, can I have a ticket? Uh, I can't wait, really can't wait. But um, we'll move on, and it's we'll move on to John Lundstrom, who has signed for Rangers on a three-year deal. He is coming to Rangers on a free transfer after spending two years playing in the Premier League. Rangers have been after him for a while, and that was admitted by Gerard and Gary Mack. Uh, speaking to RTV, he said the size of the club and speaking to the manager was a massive draw for me. Speaking to John Fleck, as soon as I mentioned it to him, he told me not to hesitate in getting up here. I am made up to get it over the line. Hopefully I can contribute to a bit of success. There are so many football people around the club. Gary McAllister is another one who I looked up to when I was a kid. I'm just eager to get started with the football knowledge I'm sure I'm going to gain. I feel I've matured as a player and as a person. I have fire in my belly and I'm waiting to go. He also then touched on um, his team for kind of playing in the Champions League. There's another massive draw for me and hopefully if we can qualify to the group stages, that will be unbelievable and unbelievable for everyone at the club. So me and Ali, we, we touched on it. We're going to have a bit more depth of it. Uh, Jamie, this is your, um, the first time you've been on the pod to speak about it anyway. Uh, do you agree with what we're saying that this is a cracking bit of business by Rangers? Incredible. Um, I, I think it's a, a great signing. Um, o- over the past you know, weeks and months, we spoke about probably the the midfield being the, the main area we want to strengthen. Um, I do follow the, the, the Premier League um, quite a bit. John John Lindstrom's actually a player I know um, through either both football manager as well as fantasy football. Um, just through, again, for, for Sheffield United, probably uh, two years ago, it was his best season, um, scoring quite a lot of goals. Um, he, he describes himself as a, a box-to-box midfielder, but I think he's really robust. Um, he's a type of midfielder that I don't think we've got within the squad at the moment. Um, so, yeah, really, really um, impressed with being able to get that over the line. Um, I think he, he will have had a lot of different offers um, probably to stay in the, the Premier League. I know Sheffield United went, went down. Um, so, yeah, incredible bit of business, and, and I think he's going to really add to the squad. I, I don't see him... I actually see him slotting straight in. Um, I've been asked who, who I think he'd take the place of, but I think whilst Jack is, is coming back from injury, I think he'll slot straight in him, Davis and Kamara. In the yeah, if we keep a hold of Kamara, um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another another conversation. But yeah, mate, I mean, um, I mean, I didn't even realise he was only 27. This guy's, this guy's yeah. in the peak of his peak of his powers. Do you know what I mean? This is, he's hitting his, he's picking up peak years and um, I agree with you, mate. There's going to be an offers in the Premiership. Obviously, maybe not your your biggest clubs, but there's no doubt like teams like Villa and stuff like that are, are going to be kind of knocking about, asking questions uh, regarding him. And I think it's just a real coup for the a real coup for the the club. And even Gary Mack said that in interviews that I seen on um, RTV in the start of the Partick Thistle game. He even said that himself that it's a real coup for the club. And yeah, I can't wait to see him. Ali, um, he was saying all the right things, is he not? Yeah, he's got to be honest, but I think he's a I think he's a great signing. I I listened to David Edgar and Heart and Hand had a 
a brief interview with him the other night and I listened to it and he, the way he was just basically describing himself, what he is, Jamie touched on, he's a box-to-box player, loves a tackle. I agree with Jamie and I said it the other night, he's a player that I think we miss. Somebody with a bit of dig in the middle of the park, somebody that's going to put their foot in there. You could say Ryan Jack to a point can do that, but he's been injured quite a bit. When Ryan Jack's not there, the the midfield, they're not too nice, but they're ball players. Um, So I think he'll complement the midfield quite well. I I agree with Jamie in terms of the midfield three. I could see that. And they might push um, a rebo to the wide right where I prefer him. So we'll need to see what happens. I did see he was training today on the Rangers Twitter today. So he's in training. So I'd imagine he'll get a run out against uh, Tramier on Saturday. But um, I'm buzzing to see him at 27 years of age. He could have got probably a lot more money down south, but to come up to Rangers, play in front of 50,000 people every week <clears throat> when we get in, Champions League, hopefully, and to, to win 56 and some cups as well. It's uh, no wonder he's come up here. It's, um, it's it's Glasgow Rangers. So, yeah, he'll know all about it when he when he walks out in the, when I, in the Ibrooks. Yeah, I think as well, it opens up so many. I mean, we are, we've got a... We've got a big squad right now. I think that's kind of the easiest way to say it. There's a, a, a lot of players for a lot of places right now. And I, it's going to be interesting to see who we decide to release, who, who we decide to loan out, or who, who we decide to, to keep. I mean, you're saying that, Ali, about um, kind of Roof getting pushed out to the... Um, not Roof, Aribo getting pushed out to the right-hand side. But what about Kamar Roof? Because... From what we've heard and what it, what it looks like is that the Rangers have knocked back the initial bid from Porto for Alfredo. So it doesn't look like Alfredo's really in any great rush to go or to be sold. So do you drop Roof? Do you drop Morelos? Do you drop Kent? I mean, there are three players that I think you can't drop. Kent especially, but Roof probably, as we were saying after, again after the the Partick Thistle game, you can see the quality that he's got. And if he's got a really good pre-season, he could be one of the most important players we're going to have this season. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a headache that Gerard's going to be absolutely delighted to have. But, I mean, who do you drop? Do you know what I mean? Like, generally, who do you drop? Uh, I mean, what do you think, Jamie? What do you think on that? Like, the squad's huge. <laughs> it, it is, right? But I think that's the difference. So, see, even going back to the Q&A we had, um, and we're talking about success, this, is, this, for me, is going to be the difference of us... We're talking about going for fifty-six, but we want we want to add some domestic cups as well, and that's where um, having this really strong team environment of of people accepting that they're not going to be able to play every single game. You probably will have your your Tavs, your Goldsons, probably Kent that that will. In the main, um, we're going to need to rely on on people like Roof coming in, um, and there will be people that we need to be cute with, whether it's Jack Roof who are injury prone um, that we can manage. Um, so, like you say, it's a headache, but it's a good headache to have, and that we've we've got a, a really strong squad. Um, but I think going back to the, the pod you boys done on, I think it was Monday night after immediately after the the party game. Like you say, there was there was people there that are in the shop window, so it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks to see um, whether we bring any more in and and who else goes. Yeah, 
Yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's definitely an interesting window, and it's a it's a good window for Rangers to be in. It's been a long time since we've been this comfortable through our transfer window, where we're just adding quality, and we've not actually lost them yet. I know the Euros are still technically going on. Obviously, we've got the final to come, but and the most of the business is going to pretty much pick up straight after that. That's when clubs will start making their move, I think. But it's still a funny market in terms of where we've been for the past eighteen months with COVID and stuff. So it's still a bit of an iffy market. Yeah, it looks like crowds are going to get let back in at some point this year hopefully hopefully by the end of this year we're hopefully back to near enough capacity anyway you would like to think so so clubs will start recouping a bit money money from that and I think they'll be planning for that but I mean Ali as I say you, you were you mentioned obviously Lundstrom fitting into the three same as Jamie but you've still got players like Jack you've still got players like Arfield still to come back to full fitness Lundstrom's going to be on a good wage I'd imagine now he's probably one of the highest paid I'm just presuming yeah. here I've got no idea I'm just presuming here so do you think that he's at the conversation where you might not play every game or do you think he's one of the ones that they've said you will be playing we talk about Scott Arfield I mean he's He's not getting any younger either. I think Scarfield must be 31, I think, maybe. 32, possibly. I don't know. Again, he's injury-prone as well. I didn't think he would play every game last season, Scarfield. Obviously, he came in when Aribo got injured. But um, the Rangers the last couple of years have done their business early doors. And again, we've done it early doors. We've offer boards there. Um, obviously, Lundstrom's there. I forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Fashion Sakala, who we've not seen. I forgot so, about him, too. Yeah, so we, we, we've done our business early, and we always do our business early because you've got the usually you've got the European competitions coming in the corner in July, which we don't this season. We kick off the first week of August in the Champions League. But I think from now on, you'll start to see players leave Rangers because they need to trim the squad. We've got six centre backs, two need to go, basically. I could see Carthage going out and loan, which I've said previously. And then you, you look, he's, the midfield as well is looking now heavy at the moment. But last season, we kind of said that as well. And then we were down at the bare bones at the end of the season. So I, I think he might be all right with the midfield now. I, I, I don't know if he'll bring anyone else in at the moment, Gerard. I think he might be quite happy with what he's got. I don't know where we would really add at the moment. I know we were on about the midfield, but if you've got Lundstrom there, um, the, the guy for Bournemouth we were on about, Jack, Arfield, Hadji can sit in there, Aribo can sit in there. It's a lot of options now. So, yeah, I, I think there will players will leave Rangers, your Jordan Jones, your George Edmondson, Brandon Barker, your pal, I'd imagine he'll be going as well. <laughs> so, there's, um, yeah, there'll be a lot of players leaving Rangers soon and we need to brace ourselves because there is going to be at least one one main player at Rangers leaving this season. I know Morelos has been touted with Porto for the last God knows how many weeks. There will be somebody going. We've all said Kamara for I don't know how long. I'm surprised nobody's had a nibble at him. They might have them, we don't know about it, but we, there is going to be players leaving. There is, and there will be a, a major player from Rangers leaving. We need to, because it's, it's the way it's the business model of the football club. So, um, But no, I'm happy the way Rangers are doing it. I'm really happy, and I'm just I'm just buzzing to see them all in these in these friendlies. Uh, I can't wait, and I think it's going to be very interesting once the kind of business settles down that what the starting eleven actually might look like, and in the nicest possible way, without giving everyone the fear, myself included, is we don't know who's going to go. Do you know what I mean? But uh, the model that we're running on, as you said, we have to. Somebody has to go. We have to. We have to cash in at some point. 
Um, I mean, if Morelos goes, they'll be bringing another striker. It's just there's so many questions yet still to be answered. And it is exciting. I mean, it really is. I don't want any of this team to go. None of us do. These these guys have got a place in our heart forever. Apart from Brandon Barker, he's the only one that I would be quite happy to see go. Because <laughs> I still can't understand how he ever played for Rangers. But um, as I say, I think that they can, they, they can main, the main heart of the squad is... Um, it's going to be forever in our hearts, really, and they're always going to be the team that brought us us fifty five. So it's going to be an interesting window. I don't think there's really any doubt about that, and it'll be interesting to see and see who stays and who goes. But yeah, I mean, the way Rangers are doing business, if we're continuing to pick up uh, Bosman's pretty much for a, a player that's played in the Premier League for two years and not just played, I mean, especially his first season with Sheffield United, he proper impressed. Uh, he's second year not as much but his first year especially I mean if you're getting attracting players like that then yeah I'm really really all for it um, so we'll just briefly touch on it so obviously we've done a, a, a Rangers kicked off obviously their, their pre-season with a 1-0 win over Partick Thistle on Monday night there's a full club reaction pod uh, available where me and Ali went through the game as much as we could considering it was really a training match so you can go check that out um, if you'd like more kind of in-depth analysis of the game. Um, Jamie, um, obviously you, you, you didn't come on the pod on Monday. Um, what did you make of it as, as much as you could make? Yes, we all know it's, again, a, a, a glorified training match, really. But what did you make of it? Anybody particularly stick out for you? Really good to see see the team back. Um, as I said, it was exciting seeing seeing them even come up against Barty Thistle. But you could see, um, obviously, two two different um, sides in either half. Um, I thought the first half, I was really impressed with Scott Wright. Um, someone we've not actually spoke about there uh, in, in the kind of forward line. I think he's going to have a big season this year. Um, spoke about, obviously, uh, or listened to you boys speaking about him, looking as if he's put on a bit of muscle. Um, so he's looking a bit more durable I, I sort of seen him as being one of those front three players but again um, it looked as if he was sitting kind of further back and, and being involved and in, in dictating the play so um, yeah really, really tidy player and it was it was good to see him uh, in the first half obviously with the kind of more younger or fringe players I thought he stood out um, second half Stephen Kelly uh, really impressed me. Uh, again, very, very tidy, but just get that aura of confidence about him. Uh, just demanded the ball, um, sat sat in deep and um, not dictated the play, but he, he was very confident. Uh, so it was good to see him. You can see that uh, going out on loan last year has really benefited him. It'll be interesting to see, I know we're talking about squad there uh, and talking about the midfield and it being strengthened, but it's going to be interesting to see what the club do with him this year. I think you know, the debate of him staying and learning from you know your players like Davis, Lindstrom, even Arfield, Kamara, um, occasionally being involved or does he go out on, on loan again? Um, I agree with, again, you, you, you touched on Roof. I thought he was really impressive um, and really pleased to see it and take his well as well. So, yeah, a good, a good run out. Good to see um, the team in the main, get 45 minutes into the legs. You can see we're still finding our feet, but training match, it was it was good to, to see the team back. Definitely. Um, I think the, the point about um, Stephen Kelly is 
I, I think obviously kudos to him for for knuckling down, but he, he seemed to believe in himself. Uh, he seemed mm-hmm. to believe that he belonged where he was, and I mean that's a massive thing as being a Rangers player, especially in the middle of the park. You have to have belief in yourself, and you've got to you've got to know that you can do this and you can you can play that role. But I mean, even the players we've just spoken about there, I don't even think about they've not even spoken about it in in. Right, I mean, I mean, there's going to be no doubt we've got two teams to play two games in like two days. I mean, but, there's, but that's easy done right now because there's so many players. We didn't even mention Scott Wright when we were talking about the squad there, and uh, I think it was really important for um, the, the players to get the kind of run out that they did. Obviously, it's very, very early days. Yes, a lot of them are going to be leaving. I think the shop window is firmly open on, on on Rangers, especially with some of them, and the jury's out with quite a number of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was good to good to see. And I, I'm I'm one for if we we need. I've said I said it on the 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 the, the post match on Monday night is we we need to utilise the 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 youth system as much as we possibly can. We need to take advantage of it. We shouldn't have this in place and not be taking advantage of it. So. <clears throat> Last year was probably a wee bit too early for um, Kelly to be part of the, or what Gerard would maybe thought to be part of the squad going forward. But I mean, I think he could compete in the kind of, I don't want to say lesser teams, but you know what I mean, the kind of bottom six of the, the SPL and play his part in, in the Rangers midfield. So yeah, I mean, I think he's the one that's kind of gathered the most uh, praise probably, I would say, from Monday night. Ali, you get anything to add on from Monday night? Um, not too much. We covered it pretty much on Monday night. I mean, Stephen Kelly, we we did mention well, what do you do with him? The chance of him getting an actual game in that team next year after us saying all the players we've got in that mid- midfield is quite slim unless we meet a lower team in a, in a cup or something. But I think we did mention he was at Ross. He's been at Air United. He's been to Ross County. He's, he's up the levels. Do you put him out one last loan? This season, to our, I think we mentioned a Hibs or a Hearts or somebody, a kind of higher higher team, if you want to say within within the Premiership. So, yeah, I would probably put him out in loan with maybe a recall in January or something, just see just to see how he's doing for the six months and, and see if he can go to that next level. But um, yeah, I thought he played really really well, and and like like Jamie mentioned, I mentioned it on Monday night about Roof as well. I, I really think it's a big season for Ruth. I, I think Rangers see Ruth if Morelos goes, if he goes, as the replacement, I think. Uh, but the problem is, I don't know if we can rely on Ruth in terms of injuries. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think Rangers can see him as a as a replacement for Morelos because at times on Monday night, he, just, he was miles ahead of other people in that park. He's just his intelligence, the way he can turn me a ball. I just hope he stays fit. That's, that's my only hope. Yeah, I mean, in terms of if Rangers thinking he's probably the replacement, yeah, I can get that. They are two completely different players, though. They really are, but in terms of it comes to strikers, uh, whether Rangers adopt the, dare I say it, the Liverpool false nine that Firmino plays, that's, I think that would more suit Roof than suit Alfredo anyway. But then again, Alfredo... Like, last season did a lot of dropping deeper and getting himself more involved middle of the park and making the runs that Roof would probably make so maybe they'll work on them both to to be the kind of striker that, that they want them to be so it'll be interesting to see as I say it's going to be a 
it's just going to be an interesting window. It really is. It just it's been so long since we've been able to sit here and speak about how strong our squad and is. I was, but, and I was, I was sorry, I was about to say as well. We've not even touched on another dilemma, and we've and we've just went through umpteen dilemmas there. But <laughs> Nathan Parson in oh, next season as well, and Gary Mack alluded to it months ago about somebody asking the question about the two of them in the team, and he did mention about a possible change of formation. Now, now, I don't think Rangers will change formation. I think the 4-3-3 suits Rangers. That's the way they like to play, but that's another dilemma because Nathan Parson won't want to sit on the bench next year because he's 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 just shot. He's too good. Ah, he's too yeah, good. I, yeah, he is. He's, he's too good to sit on the bench, mate. Um, and again, they're talking about like moving Tavern in the midfield. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, where's he going to play? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's uh, an interesting one. Jamie, that's a good question, though. Um, what do you do with Nathan Patterson? Do we send him out on loan again or do we keep him and let him just be the understudy to James Tavenier? I think I think you need to keep him. What happens if Tav gets injured? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it though. I, I guess it comes back down to the if, if, we're, if we're planning on, on fighting on you know most fronts for, for trophies. Do you give him more game time in, in cup competitions or... Um, you know, just start putting some more trust in him and in some of the league fixtures as well. It's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one, but I, I would keep him. I think if I was asked the question, keep him or, or loan him, I think um, we'd be pushed. As in Balogun, he, he played a couple of games at right back. Um, never again, but I would, no, I, I, never again. I know, I know it was a, a European game, Ibrox. I think he struggled in particular, and he ended up coming off um, in this, the second half. But I, I think you need to keep him and try and give him as much opportunity as possible. Yeah, Ali. It's a difficult question. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the way loans work, and I don't know how contracts and all that work. I'm not even going to pretend that I do. Uh, but as, as simple as you do it on FIFA, you can recall a player if you want. Is it that easy? I mean, is that what Rangers, is that what Rangers do with them? Usually with a year's loan, a lot of clubs put a, a recall in it in January. Um, I think you can put recalls in it, to be fair, any time. I'm, I'm not sure how that works, but usually in January they'll do it. Um, but I, I would keep passing. We, we don't have, as Jamie says, if Tav get injured and we loan passing it, for instance, we, we don't have cover at right back at all. There's nobody there. When we've mentioned Balogun. Um, well, King played there the other night as well, but again, he's not he's not he's, ready for he's I, not, not ready in for, Europe or something. No, or, so I, I would keep Parson, like Jamie says. I think we could give Parson the cup, some of the cup games, if you if you like to say. The, the problem is Tab's the captain, so he's going to want to play every week. He's not going to come out to. Uh, it's, it's it's difficult. I mean, but I mean, it's who thought. Eight nine year ago, when we were down in the lower leagues, we'd be sitting here debating about how good our squad is at the moment and the players we've got. It, it's frightening at the moment, and it's it's a it's a brilliant problem to have at the moment. I mean, you look at the other side of the city at the moment, and God knows what they're up to, but they must be looking at Rangers, going, "They are streets ahead. How how do we compete with them next year? Because the options we've got at the moment is absolutely frightening." and the boy fashion Sakal as well. I, I'm buzzing to see him. He can play any in the front three too. So it's just everything's positive at the moment. The Rangers, this is positive. I'm just, I just can't really get going with it. 
I'm the same. I think Nathan Patterson can feel quite hard done by that he's broke into the team just as James Tavernier hit his peak as well. Do you know what I mean? It's so unfortunate and he's he's the captain and you're right, mate, he's not going to want to sit out a game. So, um, yeah, it's really difficult and uh, it is so good. The fact that we're even sitting here debating, we're sitting here debating after 10 years, a youth right back, mate, a youth right back. Do you know what I mean? Like, gone are the days of Ricky Foster and all that. Crap that we used to sit and watch, do you know what I mean? So he actually yeah. had not a bad game against us as well on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> and had, uh, uh, he was he was okay. Uh, he was okay at best. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just a, a really good time. There's a it's a big a big summer coming up and uh, as I said, it's all going to be finished off with a game against Real Madrid. You really cannot ask for a better time to be a Rangers fan. It is absolutely tremendous. Um, so that'll do us uh, with Rangers news, um, but please don't leave, um, everybody. Just stay, listen to the rest of us. Um, we'll just round up the Euros, lads. Uh, rude of us not to. We all know now that the final is going to be Italy versus England. Uh, the Spain and Italy game, we'll touch on that first. That was absolutely terrific. Just two footballing giants of international football just going for each other. Um, I thought that game was was absolutely incredible. Uh, Jamie, did you catch much of that game? It was whirlwind stuff, man. I actually never seen it all. I've seen the highlights, um, which it was just completely end-to-end. Um, Spain, I thought, I, I, did feel, I did feel sorry for them. I thought they were... Uh, they, they struggled at the beginning but they seemed to come into the tournament um, but I uh, felt very sorry for, for Marata as well but you knew you knew he was going to miss that 100% mate everybody knew as soon as he walked up I had to. that's the problem with Marata honestly is like he, he scores that goal that he scored peach of a goal absolute cracker of a goal exactly. as soon as he steps as soon as he steps up to get the penalty everyone went oh he's missing that uh, it's unbelievable uh, Ali do you see much of the Spain Italy game? Yeah, it, it was a cracking game to be honest. End to end, I, I thought Italy would win it. I tipped Italy to get to the to to the final. Spain played better than I thought they would play. It was it was quite dead open at times to be honest for a semi final. You'd think they'd be a bit more cagey, but the two of them had a go at each other. When Spain got the goal back to make it one each and they went into extra time, I thought I thought Italy. It was it was mainly Spain, I thought, in extra time that was more likely to get the goal. I thought Italy had kind of ran out of steam. I thought that goal kind of knocked the stuff out of my wee bit to bring it back to one each. But when it went to penalties, I fancied Italy. I fancied them all day long. And like you say, when, when Marata stepped up, it was like Mbappe last week, whenever that was. We all knew he was going to miss it. And like you say, the goal he scored in the game was a, was a great goal, but... He just didn't look confident stepping up. I just, I just knew he was going to miss it, and that, and that's what happened. And if I had to choose one of them to play to play England in the final, it would be Italy. To me, Italy, they look like a team. They look like a team that's played together for ages. They look like if you want to say Rangers at the moment, we described Rangers last season that they they know each other inside out. They look like a team that are with each other off the park, etc. Italy are like that as well. They don't look like a team of individuals, Italy. They, they look like an actual proper team. They know what they're doing. And Mancini, obviously, is managing England, so he, he'll know the English players really well. So, yeah, it was a great game. And I was I was happy that Italy got through. I know Scotia will be happy as well. So he's, he's got Italy <laughs> to win the Euros, so he'll be cheering them on on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think they deserved it really overall. Uh, and uh, especially the tournament they've had as well. Italy have been really 
good from the kind of the start of the tournament, and everybody said the same thing that they just looked like a proper team. Um, so yeah, congratulations to them, and that obviously led us on to England v Denmark. Um, seemed like a much more tense affair, um, and it kind of drew me in last night. I mean, I was. Can I, I'm not, well, I've said that a million times, I don't have an international team, really. I mean, obviously, I want Scotland to do well, but I, I, I really couldn't care less about national football. But the big tournaments I've got right into. But last night, England game pure drew me in. And I was like, even after England had scored to make it 2-1, I was like, oh, if Denmark got a goal here, we're going to go to penalties. This is brilliant. I hope this keeps going. And uh, obviously, England have, have managed to to see it out. Ali, you were, you were in England last night for it. How was that? <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's why the pod's late, because I was getting off a flight from uh, from England there. But yeah, no, I was down at my my head office, which is in uh, Exeter. So I was down there for three days, and I knew this date about four weeks ago, and I looked at the fixture list, and I think I'd said in our previous pod, I knew England would make the semi-finals, and unfortunately, I would not even been amongst it. But no, I was down there, and uh, they're all buzzing down there. Um, I went in, they had England flags, they drenched an England flag over me in the, the office and all that, so I had to stand with photos with it and all that, looked miserable, but um, no, we, we went we went out and watched the game and our, uh, this hotel had a, they set a big beer kind of up with a big, um, big outside telly and all that, it was, it was quite good to be honest, um, but I mean... I'm like you, I'm not a huge international fan, Scotland, I've not got that connection with Scotland, I would say being down in England, they are all united as one down there. Up in Scotland, we're not. And you can put that to Nicola Sturgeon, SMP, the SFA and all that. There's, try to explain that to somebody from England, they won't understand that. But down there, they're, they're dead united down there. It doesn't matter what club they're with, they're, they're one down there, which was, which was quite good to see. But I wanted them to lose. I went into the office this week and I said to them, I says, I'll, I'll be honest, I want you to lose. I don't like you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the only Scottish guy that works for my English company. Um, there's about 200 staff we've got. I think I'm the only Scottish guy. But um, no, nah, I mean, it was a great goal for the boy for Denmark. And obviously, I still fancied England. Okay. When they get to one each, it was a soft penalty as well. And I turned, I turned to the guys at work and I says, Denmark had run out of steam at that point. The best shot they had was getting to penalties. And England, I mean, you look what England's got on the bench that bring it on. It's frightening at times. And they should be getting to finals and semi-finals, England. And yeah, it was to be in amongst it yesterday. It was when they scored that penalty. I mean, they were all jumping about, going mental. I just sat there, and um, <laughs> we went back to back to the hotel last night. And it's there's all drunk folk, and they're all singing, "It's bloody coming home." I'm sick of that song already. And um, but. I can't begrudge them. England deserved to win that game. I said to them, as much as I wanted them to lose the game, they deserved to win the game. They did. Denmark put up a good show. England are a far superior team to Denmark and they showed it. And uh, I think it'll be some some cup final. I really do. I, I still fancy Italy, to be fair. But yeah, they're all absolutely buzzing down there. It's, it's, um, it's mad seeing that because, like I say, up here in terms of Scotland, we are really not united as much. We did a wee bit over the Euros there, but it's nothing like it is in England. They are oh, united down there and as what it is. I know, I know. I know exactly what you mean, mate. You'd have seen the St George's Cross. That's what it's called, St George's Cross. You'd have seen that everywhere you went as soon as you crossed yeah. the border, mate, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jamie, let's be honest, though. You're more... 
you're more inclined to be up for watching England v Italy than you are Italy v Denmark. I mean, no disrespect to the Danes, but I mean, England deserved that last night, really. They did. It was a really, it was still an exciting game. I thought England were uh, quite nervous to begin with. And obviously, as you said, Denmark uh, started well and that free kick was something else. Hit really well, although I think we agreed that McGregor would have saved that. 100%, um, mate. 100%. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's a, a really exciting, really exciting final. Um, it, Italy, as you say, been a really uh, exciting team to watch. England have been as well. They've got a lot of pace. Um, they're a strong side. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to really looking forward to the final. Yeah, I can't wait. I actually can't wait for it. Um, I think it's going to be really. And again, I'm just more involved in it because it's England, and not that I want England to win before anybody comes and shouts at me for not being a Scotland fan or something. I just I'm more. I'm much more up for it now that I know it's England v Italy. And look, I don't know who's going to win. I, I really don't know who's going to win. I just I really want a good game. Uh, I, I think that's all, all we're really looking for. But I said for very, quite early on that England could do quite well in this competition. And to be honest, it's about time they do well. Uh, so they were, they were bound to do it one time. Ali's laws of averages that he always uses when Rangers are playing Celtic is they're due one against us they're due one so I'll say England's England's due one against uh, the world I should say but and, uh, and six and sorry and six of the seven games are at uh, Wembley uh, Wembley I handed uh, yeah. Uh, Wembley yeah. yeah I mean it's literally written in the stars for them to win this yeah. it really is it really is uh, so I would, I would I would oh sorry I would just, just I would <laughs> I would say on just watching that last night. 60,000 fans uh, were in unreal, that stadium man. last unreal. night. No social distancing, nothing. It looked like a normal game. And here's us pissing about. I don't know, we play Arsenal a week on Saturday and I don't know what we're going to get, 2,000 fans or something? It's, if you're lucky. You look around these stadiums, you think, come on, when are we going to fucking join the party and let us back in? But it's, it, looked, it looked brilliant last night, it really did. Yeah, I think I said message you, Jamie, that last night. I said I think it's the atmosphere that's getting me put into this game. Like I had the the volume up a wee bit louder as well, just because of the the noise of the crowd. And I was just like, it's just sucking me in. Like it was just the Aye. the whole feeling of it. The atmosphere, like you see, was incredible. Obviously, we're fed up with that song, but I uh, it was it was very good. It was good. And it made you think um, about us getting back. So all it makes me think about as soon as I see a stadium full. Now, the most impressive one was Hungary, I think, wasn't it? When it was, there was yeah. absolutely packed out rafters, man. Like, just open the gates, man. Let us back in. Let us just go on with life again. I'm sick of this. Everybody else is. Let's just go on with us now. Uh, I'm just desperate to desperate to get my Ibrooks back. I really, really am. But, Ali, your money on Italy then? Yeah, I, I've been very impressed with Italy. Italy, you always think of Italy as a defensive side that don't concede goals and nick a goal and it's 1-0 Italy. But they've I've been shocked by Italy. They've, they've been very good to watch. Like I say, they play like a team. Um, Insignia up front, I think he's a, he's a cracking player. Um, no, I would. I think it'll be really tight. I really do. If, if I had to put money on it, I would, I would... Italy, I think Italy will win the game 2-1. An extra time? No, in 90 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> There's a bet. <laughs> Jamie, who are you taking? Uh, I put Italy on at the very start of the tournament. Um, but for the game, I'll go a draw. I think it'll be one each. And it'll go to penalties. 
Oh, that would be amazing. I hope that happens, mate. I, I really love that. Who's your winner going to be? Italy. 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 Well, um, did you get James Italy to win the tournament? Nine to one. Nine. It's not bad, that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with England because I just have a feeling. I, I just have I have that feeling that they're, they're, they're going to do it. Um, I just think that they are. I say it doesn't annoy me as much as it annoys everybody else because I'm not really that invested in, in Scottish international football or politics for that matter, the way it seems to be with, with Scotland up here. So, um, no, I mean, I just have that feeling um, and especially the way that they, they responded on uh, last night. I mean, even that one that Burkane went down before they actually got a penalty. The noise of the crowd even just shouting for a penalty, I was like, my God, man. I was like, if they score here, this place is going to go berserk. And now, as I say, now that it's going to be in the final, Wembley would be unbelievable, man. Absolutely incredible. But yeah, uh, not I'm saying that I want England to win before, again, anybody has won at me. Uh, I just think England are, England are probably going to win it because it's written in the stars for them. I really is. They've played every game pretty much at Wembley. So I think it will be I think it'll be England. But we'll see. Can't wait for it. I really, really can't wait for it. So just before we go, lads, I'm just going to finish up with a wee story. Um, so today, I'm not going to name people because that's not fair, but today I got a, a, a message from somebody and he's like, uh, a, group of my, a group of my mates are, are going to Liverpool this weekend for a stag do. Uh, magic, mate. And he's like, they've paid... Um, They've paid sponsor money to Tranmere Rovers so they can get into the, the media suite to watch the football. <laughs> so they have the ball chipped in money. He sent me a screenshot of the of the uh, the response from Tranmere. Tranmere to say it's dry, dry, uh, casual dress code or something like that in the in the news suite or something like that. And I was like, that is absolutely tremendous hey guys I've got to turn up steaming out there not to watch a friendly with Rangers <laughs> I think it's absolutely brilliant that is that is commitment right there to getting yourself back to the football but kudos today lads by the way that is absolutely tremendous it made me made me giggle today so I thought I'd just finish with that wee story uh, so lads that'll do us um, for tonight on, as I said on Monday night unfortunately we won't be back on um, Saturday with a, a a, a club reaction pod we're all busy we've all got stuff on this was all planned before we even knew the knew the fixes were coming out but there will still be content coming your way um, so just keep your eyes out for that but Jamie as always mate thank you very much for your time tonight thank you for having me speak to you soon boys cheers mate and Ali thank you for like just making his way about until you decided to get yourself home <laughs> From from celebrating in England, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I couldn't tell the captain of the of the plane to actually go a bit quicker for me. So yeah. I'm here anyway, and I've done it. So there we go. That's commitment. Yeah. That is commitment, mate. That is commitment, and I appreciate it, mate. So that'll do us. Um, just a shameless plug, as always. Please subscribe to our channel, like the video, give us a wee five star rating on Apple Podcast, leave a comment, follow our socials, as it really supports us and really makes us it makes a huge difference. Thank you to all for listening, and remember, come down to the, the Bars for Bears Bars for Bears Family Day eh, on Saturday and say hello. It'd be nice to meet you all. So we are Club at Twenty Two, the Champions Podcast, and we'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. Podcast Network.